calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. It's the IGN UK <laughs> podcast, back for another week. My name's Joe Scrabbles. To my right, Matt Perslow. Hello. And to my left, Simon Cardi. Holla. Two weeks in a row we've been a trio. A repeat. What's going on? No one else feels that they can live up to the standard of our Top Trumps game that was so well received last week. <laughs> People love that shit. you got to take chances in life and not everything will be a hit. Sad, That's all it? I have to That's say. It's really sad. It's well, hard to to I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And that's why we're playing <laughs> Top Trumps all episode. <laughs> yes. Let's get those rock sound ones out. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. Uh, so, this week, uh, you've, Who's Simon you've? Cardi, Me? been playing a little detective lawyer game. <laughs> yeah, um, Phoenix Wright. Which one? The tri- remastered trilogy. I started with the first one. I've never played a Phoenix Wright game before. Good on And, me. yeah, they've remastered them. They're coming out, I think, on the 9th, which is next Tuesday. <laughs> Go on. Um, but, yeah, I've played the first, like, two episodes of the first game, so I've got a good grasp of it. I've always wanted to play these games. I don't know. Matt, have you played Phoenix Wright? So I've played, I think, the first case of the first one okay. on DS. <laughs> is that with uh, Mrs. Oldbag? Yeah. His old bag I in think that? so. Wendy old bag? I haven't come across you her. You not come across Wendy old bag? No. Nah. She's good. Good. Um, but you're, you're well versed in Phoenix, right, aren't you? I'm Joe? not that well versed. Oh, I've only played the first one uh, a bit of Dual Destiny. Uh, maybe Dual Destinies. Mm. Um, I've sort of dipped in and out okay. here and there. Yeah, I've always fancied them because they're my sort of game. And then recently you did your judgment preview where you compared it to Yakuza Cross with... Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney. See, that so, sounds my kind of shit. That's yeah, incredible. I'm, in, I'm into that, and I thought, well, if I'm into that, I'm probably into Ace Attorney, so I wanted to give it a go. And then, voila, they announced the trilogies remastered for Switch, PlayStation, PC, Xbox, everything. And you've played the I've been preview. Playing it. Yes, I've been playing Let's make that the clear. first. Yes, I've Embargo been, I've, only played, I've only played the first, like, roughly three hours, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's very fun. You love it? Yeah, it's Amazing. good. I, you don't object, then? Oh. Sorry. 
God. <laughs> oh, a bit early for that one. Oh, we, oh. we were so happy that you'd been on three episodes in a row. <laughs> well, it's time for me to go. Oh, the streak's yeah. over. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's what I expect it to be. But I never realised it went as mad as it does. Yes, it's very but weird. I thought it was a fairly straight down the line lawyer detective New. sim and From Japan. Within, well yeah <laughs> I should have known better and then within two hours I've got talk of ghosts and mediums and, yeah. and I'm just thinking is this valid in a court of law <laughs> I mean it is in the weird nether country <laughs> that Ace Attorney takes place yeah in. I don't know where like it's a weird well, American Japanese they've got the thing. death penalty there yeah, that's established. Okay, uh, everyone wears like Japanese clothes, but in certain games they refer to American is it, places. Is it San Francisco? Is it Big Hero it Six? Could, it could be San Francisco. <laughs> he would actually fit in that world as yeah. well. We need a Big Hero Six Ace Attorney. I'd love spin-off. to see Phoenix putting big putting Baymax to death. That's in Kingdom Hearts Four. <laughs> Baymax kills. <laughs> Did uh, he do it? But it's, yeah, it's fun. It's harder than I thought. Is it? Well, I. It wasn't a, as obvious to me as I thought. Like, I thought it'd be, here's a piece of evidence that directly links to the statement. Right, right, right. There was one point where I was like, I really had to read everything quite yes. closely. Yeah, I wasn't expecting, wasn't like, you know, it wasn't an OJ Simpson of the glove. <laughs> it wasn't just like, oh, that glove didn't fit. Well, it did fit in the end, or didn't it? Who knows? That's a, that's you've a real just story. Made, you've just made the OJ Simpson <laughs> case sound weirdly, <laughs> not quite as shut and dry right. as it was. Well, they, did they get the right verdict? That's what I'm saying. Um, I wouldn't play Ace if Attorney OJ Simpson. <laughs> yes, if I did it. Um, but no, Ace Attorney is fun from what I've played so far. And I'm looking forward to playing the rest of it soon. It is a very odd situation to be in where you are in under a preview embargo for a, what, 15-year-old game? Yeah, <laughs> like, 10 or 15. Don't yeah. say anything about yeah. the Who end knows? of that They might game. have changed the story. I wouldn't know, though. I think probably not. Probably not. Um, One thing that does get on my nerves, and I know they're originally a DS game. Yes. I can't play that game with the sound on. Because the sound of every time... What? The sound every, effects are amazing. Every time a bit of dialogue, it's just... Doom, 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 doom. Oh, I quite it's like that. Like, I, it's classic stuff. I need the voices if the audio is on. I oh, can't man. just... I would just put some music on and but read. The mu- honestly, the music in Ace Attorney is some of the best music ever like, put to games. The but, cornered theme is insane. I do like do, 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 I do, do like do, do, the do, do, big do. objection sound, which Matt yeah. you know, previewed for us earlier. <laughs> yeah. But I don't need it 20 times in a row. Well, you don't hear it that much. I do. I object a lot. I object everything. <laughs> that's why you find it so hard. <laughs> yeah. to I don't actually it. get the grasp of the game. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Actually, thinking no. of it being a DS game originally, like, where's mm. the other screen? Now it's on Switch. I never knew. Well, what was the other screen? The other screen was mainly like your menu. Okay. So was, I think, yeah, you just it, press start and you get that right. menu screen. Yeah, so it would usually be, if my memory serves, mm. you'd have like the top screen was your stuff going on and your bottom screen was like your evidence and your your stuff that you're picking through and you'd see them react on both screens and mm. stuff like that. It's a good game. It's quite smart. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how, in your memory, how does it get harder? Not is really. it pretty much that? It's okay. pretty much that. It's more about the story. Like, it is a visual okay. novel in the classic yeah. style. Um, it does have, like, I've played a bit of Danganronpa and it has those sort of elements yeah, to it. absolutely. So. And it's one of the it's one of the earliest times I remember thinking Capcom's well good at localization for mm. English. Like, some of the, like, puns and jokes they make in it are yeah. actually very good. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's, like, actually, despite the madness, some of those are very good twisty-turny cases. And yeah. Like, courtroom dramas. Yeah, I assume there's a bit more mystery to it because the two cases I've been involved with so far and successfully completed, (laughs) because, you know, I am Phoenix right after all. Yeah. um, They pretty much show you who did it right at the start. Yeah. 
it like oh the, there's also like there's more sort of overarching like there's a reason for all those cases to be in one game like okay. those things tied together and yeah. like yeah phoenix right is a is a part of you know his career it yeah. establishes it does have that moment of although i know it's 100% scripted and everything that moment of i got you yeah <laughs> similar to if, we haven't really talked about the last season of Alan Partridge, but there's a very similar moment, which is I think me and Dale's maybe favourite moment from the whole series is when he's uh, talking to uh, Monty Don from Oh yeah, yeah. Gardener's World, <laughs> and he's trying to get him, he's trying to bribe him for a billion dollars, yeah. and when he says <laughs> Alan Partridge offers like, would you like is it Power Tools or something he's trying to promote or something? Lines, yeah, and he says, would you do it for a billion? And Monty Don says, well yeah, sure for a billion. And he just goes. The VO just comes with, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great moment, which I've probably not really told very well. But I basically, like I feel like Alan Partridge in Phoenix, right? So therefore, I'm loving it. Yeah, that's fair play. Uh, we've also... Oh, no, I just said fair play. You did just say fair play. God damn bit, bit about that coming up later in feedback, this. I think. What? It's, he's ruined it. It was a nice thing I say. I realised in the pub the other day, I just said to you, fair play. And I was like, You've, it's rubbing off onto me now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's endemic to a lot of our friends. Yeah. I think our group says it quite a lot. Fair play. There's a lot of fair play going it's on. Like we don't a, cheat. For a while. I bet there's about a 40-episode stretch of this podcast that includes all of us going, unbelievable, <laughs> a lot. Like, yeah. for some reason, everyone started saying unbelievable. <laughs> that weird viral language thing is very odd. Speaking of games that came out a while ago but are just apparently coming out now, mm. Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, which yes. I was watching Let's Plays of two years ago. Mm. Um, has in early access. Well, it's now oh, in early access, uh, so what? God knows what it was before. It was, they were just kind of tech damage. Fetus before, access. Yeah, it was fetus <laughs> access. Now it's early access, which is, yes, what I call babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's early access to the human. They will be later. Um there, this just came out on early access and is something that I've been meaning to actually play myself for a while. Yeah. Uh, Cardi and I came into this very room earlier yeah. and pissed ourselves <laughs> laughing it's for amazing. about an hour. It is very fun to just watch 50 halflings get mowed down by a Valkyrie. Yeah. That's right. very good. So, so you're gonna have to give me. So I know <laughs> next to nothing about this Excellent. game. Excellent. Oh so I've ju I've seen screenshots and I've seen gifs because yeah. it's yeah. a very gifable game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so just give me the basic premise of what the fuck do you do in it? Currently, what it is is <laughs> it's you get given a low poly battlefield split down the middle, red and blue. Um, mm, pardon me, I'm burping. <laughs> and the you well in sandbox mode. You just get a list of, at the moment it's like 20, it's, it's probably like 35, yeah, 40 30. different unit types. Broadly along themes from... Mythology the, and real history yeah, and there's like farming the, culture. <laughs> yeah, there's like a farming <laughs> army. There's a sort of medieval army. Yeah. There's a Stone age army. It's like Greek. A, yeah. And it's one other. Good. Vikings. Yeah. And there's like three other armies that they haven't put in yet. And those can be mixed and matched in sandbox mode. You can do what you like with them. Mm. And basically, every unit is worth a points cost, kind sure. of warhammery. Mm -hmm. But in sandbox mode, you can just put as much as you want on the battlefield. Yeah. So we started with like, let's try four thousand points, and it's like two little, um, yeah. two tiny armies having a skirmish. You know, you like, could have like two mammoths going at a wizard. There's yeah. not even a wizard, so I put the one thing that's not in the game. <laughs> you made me very excited. <laughs> two mammoths can fight Zeus. Um, Wait, is this, is this the chance for us to settle the, like, 100 horse-sized ducks versus one? I mean, well, one they day, put it, yeah. they put them in. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it kind of it's loosely kind of in your head if you imagine a total war game, but totally stupid. Yeah, fostered <laughs> gang beasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Actually, it's that kind is of like, this sounds brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. so all you do is you stick these armies down. Yeah. So we were taking it in turns to place an army versus another army, and then you just click start and you just watch it play out. And it's like low poly, stupid animation. And they're all done within a minute really as well. So it's nice and quick. You're not sitting there waiting them slowly walk towards each other. The physics is bad. The AI is bad. Like everything about it is low quality, but completely purposefully. Like it's ragdoll physics going completely insane. Yeah. Um, so we did like 4,000 points, then we did like 20,000, 20, yeah. and then we went to 100,000, and it didn't run anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. It just stopped running. Too many halflings. But I do really like that it's just like, fuck it, just let yeah. them try. Um, yeah, we had like, basically, for a long time, uh, Cardi was beating me. We did a sort of winner stays on. Yeah. Um, Cardi did like quite a smart, like actually interesting <laughs> Took all my setup. teenage Total War knowledge to the battlefield. We had like archers nice. on. I had two mammoths with some ice archers down the back, four Zeus's in front of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can have and as a whole, whole line of shields and then uh, I think like a couple, oh, a scarecrow who fires crows at people. That's Basically, really we've quickly found out that the ice archers are OP. Uh, OP <laughs> as fuck. Like we have, we've had to ban ice archers. So they freeze people into like the block of ice and... They just freeze people solid. Right. They turn yeah. all blue and then they can be attacked and do nothing in yeah. return. They're very annoying. Um, Basically, yeah, I won about what, eight rounds in a row until yeah. you beat me? I was losing my mind. Well, um, you found the perfect counter to ice archers is snake archers. Yeah, and some ice archers of your own yeah. as well. Um, snakes with bows and arrows? No. no. Archers who fire snakes with the, their arrows. This with is my their absolute bows. fucking nightmare. I'm <laughs> terrified of snakes. <laughs> that so pissing bit in... In Sekiro. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to decide whether I was supposed to say that or not, but we've just spoiled her. Very oh, early it's, section yeah, it's of really early. It's, it's like an act two hours in if you're yeah, quite good. Yeah. No, that bit. That's not very claustrophobic. <laughs> um, but that by itself was really fun. Like in our final match, we, we did 100,000 versus 100,000. That's quite a beefy PC we're yeah. playing on. Yeah. Could not deal with it. No. But Cardi, again, to a height, you know, with a lot more scope, built like a very smart army. And all I did was get halflings, which are the weakest <laughs> thing in the game, and cr- just spread, like, painted them across the entire map to create, like, a front line of just absolute bullshit. And then had, like, lots of quite powerful units behind them. Yeah. And all that happened was all your units just got stuck fighting midgets for a long time. And then my mammoths came in and just stomped on it. And then they got frozen solid. Yeah. Uh, There's also a campaign mode, though, which is kind of like, they're like mini puzzle levels, basically. So you're given like, I don't know, as little as 120 points to use. And that's enough for approximately one unit. One or two at best, yeah. yeah. And you have to choose what... And you see what you have to beat, and yeah, you have to mm. like mini little puzzles. They seem yeah, done so many we, of those. Yeah. Like the puzzle box kind of uh, missions that are in Wargroove, which is very much like, yeah. like you've got four units and you need yeah. to get through it. And yeah, they're all very specialised. It is satisfying, and more than anything, we had a, like, and I think my favourite is it control you can hold down. It's just it, left click, left click you hold down, and it just slows down time. Like really slow. So when so a you big, can make your own sort of John Woo moment. Exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, we had this amazing <laughs> moment because what we'd done was we had. Um, a line it was basically like a big group of people and we were like right get a catapult yeah. and that will just one. dominate them in one go but we put the catapult too far back and as a front line we used berserkers I didn't really know what berserkers did turns out they jump about 30 foot yeah so berserkers attack is to jump like 
fucking miles just into people. Head <laughs> Basically first. like Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah <laughs> really like Wolverine. That's more special. Um, and so we just watched, like we got really close and we were waiting for the catapult to fire and over the top of the camera, this ho- in slow motion, all these berserkers just fly <laughs> into this group. Big fight happens and all our berserkers die. There's like four guys left and we're just watching as the catapult <laughs> is one man, like in bad physics trying to strain to pull the catapult back so he's pulling it back he hits three more then there's one more guy with a pitchfork coming towards our catapult we're like he's gonna die he's gonna die guy's straining we've got it all in slow motion like both of us actually screaming our lungs out and the catapult just goes pitchfork guy's right in front of it the catapult just uses it as like a hammer it just slams <laughs> onto it. his head we fucking lost it, it, it was so good it was the best moment of my week it's actually one of it's the most I've reacted to a game in such a long time <laughs> it's so satisfying it was and great all I'm thinking about now is playing more to be honest yeah I can't wait to play more and if you oh, oh, I should have written this down basically the creator of the game is called Nygaard something like I'll ah. find it later. I'll find it now. Um, it's he it's posts. So fun. He posts gifs of him testing parameters. So mm. he'll be like, "Let's just make one of these units massive and see what happens." Mm. And honestly, he has one of the best Twitter feeds in games. Like, if you enjoy like looking at mad shit that people are making, he is just so like the much cool fun. 3D world Instagram. That's, oh, that's a place to go if you he's, like weird things. He's I know a few people that love that. He's Wilhelm Nyland. Uh, it's W I L N Y L is his uh, at address. Oh, he's doing. He's testing out how to take control of units in first person. Oh, here oh we my go. god, this looks amazing. <laughs> anyway, play totally accurate battle simulator, or at the very least, watch videos. Yeah, just watch tons of videos yeah, of it. I like it's hilarious. We've got to find a way to put some stuff up. We'll it's so we'll funny. think of something. Yeah, it's so good. Yep. Speaking of good, <laughs> do you know yes. what's not that good? <laughs> Is it, does it sadden you to say? It does. It's Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone. Oh. No! After, what, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago now, you had a lovely chat with him to his face. Yeah. I'm allowed to do that when I haven't I watched the other thing. I, I didn't hide my and now, opinions. Now if you met him, you'd have to say, sorry, Jordan, it's not for me. Sorry, Jordan. The <laughs> comedian episode is a fucking drag. Um, so The Twilight Zone is back, and I really, really like the original Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's something I found or came to quite late um, yeah. but certain episodes really really stick with me as I'm sure most for yeah. most people who enjoy that show um, and the reboot sticks the formula quite well like I was worried that it was going to just be Black Mirror-y but it's still going with the sort of slight supernatural unexplained like yeah. it's not trying to be parables about now mm-hmm. it's trying to just be parables about, parables about humans yeah. um, and it's got like very good casts the first the first episode has um, Kumail Nanjiani's the main character and uh, oh who's the lad from 30 Rock who plays the comedian that's horrible I haven't seen it Joe. he's very famous anyway him Alec Baldwin he's in it no 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 anyone who's in Tracy Jordan. Jordan. there we, we go, go. Um, is in it as well and it's a bad episode of television oh, <laughs> like no. the setup is a comedian is given the power that people will finally laugh at his jokes after years of it not happening mm. but anything that he says uh, makes a joke out of subsequently disappears okay so he like the first time it happens uh he talks about his dog and then his dog's gone and no one knows 
that his dog ever existed. He's the only person left with that knowledge. Okay. Um, can you guess what happens? Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You've guessed. This yeah. is the thing. Is, so many Twilight Zone episodes rely on, yeah. I know where this is going. I, I can track the story. It's satisfying to track the story. I'm with it. And then there's a killer twist and you're like, wow, it's yeah. really I surprised me. I haven't seen it, but from that I can tell you now what the last shot yeah, of that exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. You 100% can because I did as soon as the idea is introduced. That's a shame. The second episode, I was like, that's fine. It's got um, Adam Scott, who I really like. I think yeah. Adam Scott's brilliant. And he has this... It's a, <laughs> it's apparent... It's seemingly a riff on the original Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner that became very is famous. It, uh, terror, terror at... 10,000 feet? Is it 10,000? I don't something. know. It's this is feet. terror at 30,000 feet. It might be 30,000. It doesn't... It doesn't use that original story, really. Like okay. it, it riffs on the... It's hard to say without ruining it. Yeah. It riffs on the idea of something's happening and no one else will understand. But it's not the same thing It's not the same thing by any means. Okay. It revolves quite oddly well, around a haunted not. podcast. That's weird. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that I haven't just done a direct remake of it, though, because that wouldn't be satisfying. No, in not at all. Um, and again, like... The initial idea, you start hearing it, and then you quickly kind of put together what's going to happen. And in this one, there is like a very slight twist, but it's mm. just not satisfying. And this is what is not working for me. Like, it's getting so much right. Jordan Peele's doing like basically a Rod Serling impression, which teeters on the edge of a bit cringy, but it is uh. nice. Like, it's it's comforting, and he's very good. Um, they're presenting it in a different way, though. I don't remember. They they seem to have intros that then segue into Jordan Peele talking to camera, right? Uh, rather than Rod Serling coming on and being like, yeah. "Here's what the episode's about. See ya." Um, <laughs> uh, but that's fine. I kind of I'm okay with that. Are they small going change. for one thing? I thought they might do with these ones is maybe try and do some sort of through line and link them all together. They def there is definitely a shared universe happening okay. because... So they've got the mythology route. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like the, a picture of the comedian is in the second episode oh, and I'm okay. sure there's there's like very specific shots of things that I, I'm i choosing to imagine will appear later mm -hmm. on. Like there's a brand name like shown really prominently at one point. I'm like, well, that's going to be in a later yeah. episode. Do like, we know how many episodes there are in this first season? I don't, actually. Off I the top don't of my think head. there's that many. I don't it's think almost it's certainly around the 10 or 12, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, well, also, hopefully just, it gets better. Hopefully it gets better. Also, make it available to watch without me using a VPN in the UK, <laughs> um, which is allowed, by yes. the way. I'm going to let you watch them all, and then you can tell me which ones are worth watching. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to watch them all, but just because I'm... There's so much about it that excites me. Okay. And some of the like the next time on Twilight Zone stuff they've shown still interesting. Like if they get if they nail the ending then it works, but it's just all a bit. Mm, and the thing moment. is is like both us and Get Out are sort of Twilight Zone episodes. Twilight Zone when... sorry, us is a, is an homage yeah. to a Twilight Zone episode he watched when he was a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. It does beg the question. I know it's got brand appeal, but why not just make your own? Why call it Twilight Zone? Yeah, it's a bit odd. Like Americans love brands, though, don't mm. they? <laughs> yeah, take that, America. <laughs> yeah. Take your McDonald's and send it back. <laughs> oh, Clowns! <laughs> Ronald McDonald's a clown. Oh, oh, is a clown. I gave you a segue there, didn't I? The clown. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I ruined it by going, oh, clowns! <laughs> yeah. I was waiting to do this when you were talking about the failed comedian. It was like, there's the segue, but I can't because there's another episode. There's so much to talk about. Uh the trailer for Joker came out. Yeah. Banging. I think it's brilliant. I love it. It's very it's good. It's very much up my alley. I think 
I'm going to say you, Matt, have watched it more than anyone else in the world Good at this gosh. point. Yeah, <laughs> did the did the rewind theatre for it, which means that you have to watch it about forty times. Yeah, <laughs> um, frame by frame. Yeah, yeah. But no, no. It looks so. I I must say I went into this thinking, oh god, this was going to be the one on the side that was. What's the point of this mm. and, and stuff like that? So I, uh, despite the fact, like I love Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, and obviously Scorsese was involved yeah. in this yeah. at some point, and he's now dropped out. But there is a lot of good talent in this. But mm. I think the fact that it's like from the Hangovers, Todd Phillips, it's kind of odd. Yeah, mm. it's a bit, a bit weird, and also the fact that it, it seems it, it's from a, a production company that doesn't really seem to know what to do with these characters at the moment. Yeah. This might be, like, I hope with Shazam and if this looks as good as it does, mm. like, it's going to anchor a potential sort of, like, we just focus on characters that get their own stories. I think that's what they've mm. previously said, that they're abandoning an extended yeah. universe, mm-hmm. which I don't know how long that's going to last for. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for now, I'm very happy with that yeah. to be the experiment. So if we kind of, like, just have a brief discussion about what is in this trailer, it is effectively seeing Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur mm-hmm. um, go from being sort of what seems to be quite a troubled guy into what looks like some sort of mad revolutionary leader. Yeah. Like there's mm. loads of people wearing clown makeup by the end of it and they're all sort of stomping outside of Wayne Hall. Like it looks like it's going to be quite a politically motivated sort of anti-corruption in Gotham sort of film. Well, it's also like there's the odd shot. I, so I didn't realise that it was, um, God, what's Bruce Wayne's dad called? Arthur. Thomas. Thomas Arthur Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Uh, yeah, I should know that. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise that was Thomas Wayne on yeah. the TV at that one point, but he's making what becomes, in that context, an extremely ironic point about yeah. uh, a coward wears a mask, yeah. um, which is clearly, well, seemingly about Joker or one of his people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it really does seem to be like, maybe this is a film that's trying to paint the Waynes as bad guys yeah. while you sympathise for the Joker. Yeah. Which is it's, it's interesting. interesting. I mean, considering we know what the Joker is, yeah, and I know it's, it's hard a to make Joker, Yeah, it's but... hard to turn someone who's always been a villain into an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. kind of that's like, like if you've ever read The Killing Joke, which is Alan Moore's yeah. kind of famous graphic novel, which is I'm not actually all that hot on it. I think it takes the Joker in some really, really disgusting sort of places. But what that does is, you know, it takes a man that like will do horrible things to people, but points out that like he has a horrendously tragic sort of backstory. You know, with the whole idea of him in the comic was a failed kind of comedian trying to sort of It's no excuse though, is it? Yeah, but <laughs> so, like he's shown as like a really pathetic sort of character that gets yeah. bought into a life of crime by, you know, this gang that's like, we're gonna stick a red bucket on your head and we're gonna <laughs> send you to do the bad stuff and he becomes like the red hood through that which leads him into this life of the joker and kind of like it's almost taking that because those are told in flashbacks in that comic mm. and it is almost like extrapolating that flashback into what feels almost like a sequel to taxi driver yeah <laughs> well, it's a bizarre it sort has, of tone mm, it, like yeah it's no surprise i don't know how much scorsese involvement there was mm-hmm. in this but it yeah it is like taxi driver with the king of comedy and the, yeah. well, with we were talking about the man who laughs as well mm-hmm. the it, like, Victor Hugo but it is the king of comedy's like base storyline as well yeah. isn't yeah. it like that's kind of mad just that with that close. makeup yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's really strange it also really reminded me of um, you were never really here yes which yeah. like so. I mean there's some easy comparisons yeah. Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. the fact that he's like he loves his mother and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff and it's dark and it's dark <laughs> but there are moments of like 
those weird close-ups of his face just looking slightly off camera and things that's really I will close. watch Joaquin Phoenix do most things yeah. I think if I'm pushed I would say he was my favourite actor really I love him hello although he is a bit odd not DDL no not DDL no. interesting I've probably seen more Joaquin Phoenix films to God, fair play I know I know he's gone but imagine Daniel Day-Lewis coming and doing some sort of like DC vehicle Batman oh, oh rugged <laughs> Batman DDL as Batman <laughs> oh yes please what if he played uh, that old Spider-Man that turns up he's <laughs> just really sad bereaved Spider-Man but no, I'm well up for Joker. It looks. And what do we think on the theory that they'll have him kill Batman's parents? Uh, I hope not. Because it's be- too obvious. Well, it's not that it's too obvious. It's just too neat. Like, what I never think might pleasure. happen is that he won't. Because in um, Tim Burns' Batman, he yeah. killed. Like, Joker is Joe Chill, isn't he? And he kills um, the parents. I don't think they'll do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe his dad. Or his parents are killed as a result of or like his one actions. of his cronies. So yeah, I think like, I think that seems to be like that suggestion that, that I think it's going to be that the Joker creates almost like this army of people mm. that are willing to follow his ideals, and the Joker obviously in the comics is more about the fact that he just loves it for the chaos, and I think that he'll eventually evolve into that. Yeah. But the the problem that will be is that he's created this army of people that are willing to sort of like shoot up people for yeah. their mm. political it's kind almost, of gains. Yeah, the, yeah, it's what happens to Taxi Driver, but on a more personal level, yeah. that he's almost following the crowd mm-hmm. and eventually becomes the hero he... Did he want to be... Oh, taxi, yeah. We're not talking about Taxi <laughs> Driver, but what a film. But yeah, it's like the Waynes are incredibly wealthy, right? And we can see from like the banners that all of the people that are wearing the masks are holding. It's it's all about corporations and tax and you know yeah. fair jobs and stuff like that. It wouldn't be surprising if someone would shoot no. Wayne over that. Yeah. No. It does ask the beg the question of in this universe, what Bruce Wayne about twelve there, maybe? Like maybe would, even younger. Yeah. Like by the time he's Batman, wouldn't the Joker be about yeah. 60, 65? Cool I mean if you want to really... crowbar open sort of like the the comments underneath the videos that we've made, yeah. there are an awful lot of kind of ideas of like, oh, is you know, will this actually link to the DC films they made before? And is he mm. going to be the father of the I'd Joker? I hope or... it's just a standalone piece that yeah. maybe yeah. never sees a sequel. I, or... That's what I'm hoping from it. Like, yeah. I want it to stand as its own almost like mood piece within the wider kind of canvas. And that mm. is the Scorsese approach. Yeah. Like, if they really yeah. are trying to make that a thing, like, have the balls. Like, yeah. stick yeah. to that principle and don't don't mess with it. Just no. leave them alone. I'm well up. When is it out again? Oh god, it's over. Yes, this is soon. Up for it. I am well onto it. Uh, We earlier than that because you've been on a trailer roll, man. Right, whirlwind. Been on a tear. Avengers (laughs) Endgame. A trailer. Well, a special look. It was called a minute-long special (laughs) look at the Avengers uh, that came along with it pre-ordering tickets. When I saw that release, I thought, oh, it's just another little minute cut down. It has most of the most new footage we've seen. I think there's more stuff to pick over in that than literally either of the two full trailers yeah. they've shown for yeah I mean I so think I'll maybe break that's why down. it's a special look yeah. yeah I'll break down I think was was our breakdown for the Avengers one longer than the Joker one um, I think it could easily have been. Yeah. no it wasn't no looking at the time but was, there was I like, just stretched the music <laughs> we, we cut a lot of our ideas out that we were going to talk about in that trailer because there is there's loads that you can dig out of that mm. but um, yeah it's, it's the one where you're starting to see I get the impression that it's all taken from quite early on in the film, mm. but we are starting to see where the plot at least might start. Yeah, yep. We get to see sort of like, you know, 
uh, Iron Man coming back to Earth, which suggests, you know, like he's not going to die in space, no. which is nice. Yeah, which begs the question of any of that stuff we've seen and the other trailers from doing that. Has it been shot? Ship, is that even trailer? in the film? Mm-hmm. But that's it. It's like, why bother? Which, they do do anyway, yeah. and I don't really mind. It sets no, the I like mood it. of the piece. I actually like this feeling of we watch these Avengers trailers and pick them apart and go, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then it could mean nothing. Be- and that's yeah. really good yeah. like, that we can't spoil films for ourselves mm-hmm. by being what? total like, nerds all the, the time. The shot from the Infinity War trailers that everyone used, yeah. the final frame where they're all running together mm-hmm. in slow motion. Never in the film. The Hulk doesn't <laughs> even come out. I know, you don't see <laughs> the Hulk. It's absurd. Will we see the Hulk in this one? Yeah, definitely. Will we? A hundred percent. It'll be insane if it don't show the Hulk. Could just be in the suit again. What if it's just Red Hulk? Ooh. That'd be cool as shit. Who knows? I don't know. Just Red Hulk's weird. Uh, anyway, off the point. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. Actually, we, were... do, we do see Hulk in Infinity War, don't we? Right at the start, doesn't he? F- oh yeah, Thanos? no, I mean in the the meat of it. Oh okay. Yeah. okay. I didn't yeah, want someone is... to pick us up. You're right. You're absolutely right. We do see him. In Technically, Infinity War. we see him for a frame inside yeah. of an Iron Man suit as well. Um, yeah, I like that this one... There are shots in here that I'm convinced won't be in the movie. Like that shot of what looks like Thor, Captain America and Iron Man walking towards Thanos sitting yeah. down. That just seems an odd shot to put in a film. It's too... Well, it's also... It's too iconic a shot yeah. to use up in an early... In yeah. a special and look. It's not like... I can't think of many more films where they use a slow motion shot like that. Mm. Really? That's, That's not their style. Point. That's not really I mean, their style. So that... It, that strikes Avengers, much though. more like Superman... Yeah, to me. Uh, so, like, I think like Age of Ultron's most iconic shot is the the spin at, towards the I end, suppose. which is in slow motion with yeah. like the vision coming through and Captain America. I think doing like a spin like through all of the gang. It's just Whedon, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Grow up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of Age of Ultron. No, nope. we talking about that. Not for me. Not for, no. One of, by far one of my least favorites. It's in the bottom third. Yeah, it's the Iron Man two of the Avengers series. But no, we're only what three weeks away from Endgame. It's stupid. I know. It doesn't feel real. I was saying I was having this chat with Dale yesterday. He called me mad. But <laughs> I, and I thought if you told me this about two years ago, I'd have thought me mad. I'm more excited for Endgame than I am Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, I think I am as well. Yeah, but it feels like the stakes are higher. Yeah, like I'm more in it like, mm. I mean the thing is as well we've we've done two trilogies worth of Star Wars films before mm. and we kind of like J.J. Abrams is not going to take that film in the most unexpected direction yeah. because like the reason why he's making those films is because he adores what those films are and he wants to yeah. make kind of his versions of them you know Endgame could potentially go anywhere yeah. and there's like there's loads of comics that we can kind of fawn over and stuff like that to figure out where we're going to go which you know might be something that I'm writing at the moment <laughs> but um like, we don't know how Marvel ends big 10 years worth of films, no, right? So no. it could, like, they could kill off half the cast because they don't actually need them anymore. I mean, just the shot of what looks like Kate Bishop yeah. in that, in one of the, the second trailer, yeah, makes me suddenly way more nervous about and, like, delighted about where this could go. Well, yeah, because if you, if you put Kate Bishop into it and then suddenly you start having, you know, if Kate Bishop. I don't know if she's the sort of character that would get her own movie. I'd love her to. Yeah. But that's such a different vibe because that is much more of the I'm a cool sort of like sunglasses wearing pretend PI in San Francisco. Yeah. Like we don't get that in Marvel's movies. And like if you get it on Netflix a bit. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. But um like if we're going that way, like Mm. that, like the idea of like it's gone real dark and real grim Mm -hmm. over the last kind of phase. 
I really want to get that like Marvel spark back. Yeah. Like, and that's what Spider-Man is obviously doing. Yeah. yeah. And the idea of characters like Kate Bishop and like, you know, Captain Marvel is in her comics is fantastic because mm. she's so sparky, so sassy. Mm. Like that's what I want for the next phase. I yeah. think it's, yeah, it's no accident that we've got Spider-Man and then Guardians 3 coming up yeah. soon after. Yeah. You know, they're going with some more light-hearted ones so it's not just more just... End the of the universe. End of the, yeah, literally end of everything. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. And well, like, also, Guardians is perfect for that because you can do all the fun stuff and the big stuff. Yeah. But it's off-world, so who gives a shit? Like, mm. it's, I don't care if like Kree's under the Kree are under threat because racist. Like, they don't mean anything to me. <laughs> I am racist <laughs> against the Kree because they've proved it time and time again <laughs> they can't be trusted. <laughs> uh, but there's like. Yeah, there's so much to look forward to with this. And that like that's partly why I'm so excited for Endgame is because it is the end of this bit. And mm. not that I'm excited that it's going to be over. But, but it's, the, it's the starting of a new slate, right? Yeah, it presages something else. It's really good. Yeah. Also, if the Kate Bishop stuff draws on the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye, <laughs> I will lose my fucking mind. Uh, I think that's enough Avengers business. Yeah. Uh, I haven't used this button. We mentioned Shazam earlier. We didn't, we, I didn't do you this You don't need to enough. use this button. But I like it. Shazam! That's fun, isn't it? Um, thanks to Warner Brothers for our what else, did, what else does he do? Oh, snap! He says oh, that. Oh, snap. Ooh. Is he that one of his famous I... lines? He doesn't. I don't remember him saying it in the film. He's more of a holy moly kind of chat. Yeah, he should be saying holy moly on there. Oh, well. Also, there's a picture of him with a cup that just says, Big Thirst. <laughs> That's big. a big mood, isn't it? That's yeah, a big mood. That's Twitter as fuck. Right. We've got a feature called The Endless Search, uh, but weirdly we're going to introduce a bit of feedback before The Endless Search because something incredible has happened that we all messaged each other about yesterday. It reads, Hi guys, given your newly rekindled love for UK Garage and your lack of an original jingle for The Endless Search, my band has taken it upon ourselves to write you a new jingle. Uh, we have to give them a shout out. They are Code Marla. That's code, then a colon, and then Marla, M-A-R-L-A. You can find them on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and codemarla.com. Unfortunately, they don't normally do garage. It's usually live <laughs> trap and and dubstep with a rock edge. Into um, it. But more garage. But more garage. <laughs> uh, this, oh, this is from CJ, by the way. I can't fully express how much I enjoyed hearing this for like, the first normally, time. Normally, I was fully prepared to listen to this and go, not for me or something. I, I think we all listened to it and just went, that is genuinely good. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a wicked song. It's a banger. Certified. Certified banger by Code Marla. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce The Endless Search. Inside, it's a UK Adrian crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Yeah. <laughs> I inside. Believe, I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> I'm so happy that not only has Code Marla uh, identified the tone of yes. UK Garage but the cliches like yeah. on one, a one it's that's very good unbelievable stuff thank you so much that, that I was on a train yesterday and Dale sent this message to me just saying please check your inbox now <laughs> I was uh, uh, 
the first match at Spurs' new stadium, which was a glorious occasion. Yeah. And I wanted to listen to it, but sadly, <laughs> that would have been weird, a weird thing to do in the middle of a full match. Almost weirder. We could talk briefly about this before we start the quiz. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Has Matt, Matt has uh, Cardi talked to you about what happened before the Spurs match at the new stadium yesterday? I don't think you have. Uh, the, the man who sings the Go Compare jingle yeah, came so, on and sang not opera. in not in full um, costume. So the man is the man who plays him in the adverts is a, a f- proper opera singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's a massive Spurs fan. And yeah, he just came out singing "Glory, Glory, Tom Hotspur," <laughs> which was I'm not going to lie, as a lot of things Spurs do, quite. Um, Pathetic. Embarrassing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing, which ended in a massive display of fireworks from the st- stadium roof. And that was all before the game, which we had, you know, could quite easily not have won, which we, would have been embarrassing. one point in 15. <laughs> I know. 15, it's like... So I was very danger. relieved when we won that game and wasn't the laughing stock that we quite normally can be. Yeah. I mean, we still will be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough Spurs talk. Let's do the end of search. Matt, this is your first ever one. It is. What have you got for us? Well, I had a look in the in the bin, but there was nothing. So, <laughs> was that um, just for lunch? Or yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, so, I am. I'm going to do PG tips. Oh, which is, okay. is an existing one. It's riffing. I however, do love PG tips. However, I'm doing this on memory from when I was but a listener rather Ooh, than right. Yeah. So, possibly the rules might have evolved over time. Evolved is a kind <laughs> way to put it. Yeah. So. Um, I've drawn, so so for anybody that doesn't know what PG Tips is, which potentially is me. <laughs> um, so I've got four films, uh, which I've taken. Um, God is already looking at me. Four's an interesting number, is all I was saying. <laughs> True. Oh, shit, because tiebreakers, right? I've well, ruined it. Let's hope it doesn't come <laughs> let's down find to out. that. There, there is a theme that links them all, so, so that that's the tiebreaker. Be, that could be the tiebreaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the idea is is that I have got um, some, some sentences that explain the... Um, the content of the film in regards to parental supervision. Okay. okay. Um, and these, are, these have been drawn from IMDb. I don't know. Are they normally drawn from IMDb or the BBFC? The, usually the IMDb, but the... Yeah, the, the parental the, guidance. The parental category. guidance as provided by users. users. Yeah, so, so that's exactly what I've used. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how are we scoring this? Right, okay. So... Um, First one to, to grab it, I guess. I'm Just get a that. point. I'm Let's do it. That. Let's riff on the rules. Should we use the Suzanne thing as a buzzer? You can I mean, do. Yeah, that's how? good. That would just be annoying. Well, it? also, it's one that. buzzer between two of us, yeah. so it's uh, impossible to tell. Oh, just get on with right. it. Right, okay. <laughs> first film. First, first clue. A teen girl steals a bottle of champagne from people in a nightclub, gets drunk, and passes out. Perks of being a wallflower. It's <laughs> no. Never watched it. Mm-hmm. Spring no. Breakers. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> Two very different films. Yeah. <laughs> One antagonist is seemingly invincible, having lived through several fights and being stabbed a few times. He's finished by having his neck broken. This is not explicitly shown. Oh. Hmm. Invincible. Hmm. That's not die another right. day is it no let's get into something that's got a bit more of a clue a character has his arm put outside of a moving train to freeze it off freeze. what <laughs> what is oh. this oh is it Snowpiercer ding ding yes <laughs> uh, well I haven't seen that film <laughs> <laughs> he's bulletproof <laughs> well done the invincible character in Snowpiercer I think is it um, Ed um the, the final guy, Ed, uh, the old wow. guy that's at the very end of the train. Oh, does he get, yeah. He does he might, get his neck broke? He might be El Stabby. Yeah. 
What right. a strange film that is. Yeah. One to Joe. Right, next film. Boo. Pig carcasses are cut in half by a large saw. There is no gore, but we see carcasses get sliced and see pieces of raw, sometimes bloody it. meat. No. Oh, that's a good shout, though. An imprisoned character is put on the conveyor in which a sawing pig carcasses, but is not harmed. Oh, I know this. This scene is intense. Red track? Oh, it feels... Snatch? No. That's pigs. I'm trying to think how many film I have. That's pigs in it. One man randomly combusts into flames, which appear to be due to dark magic, and is in (laughs) itself quite unexpected and may be intense to some viewers. (laughs) Bursts into flames (laughs) randomly. (laughs) You might get it off this one. <laughs> a character uses a kettle prod to violently shock a man on three different occasions. Although he does not die, the scene is somewhat comedic. I feel like I haven't seen this film. I remember all the pig bits. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> kettle prods. A character goes through uh, carefully explain. A character carefully mm-hmm. explains thoughts on how he will take down men on several occasions including dislocation of various joints and shows the breaking of several lebs, legs and ribs as they are hit in slow motion. Some Sherlock sound- Holmes. There we go. Oh. Ding. Two to Jack. Yes. I- it's, the, it's the man going through it <laughs> yeah. that got me. I have no memory of that film. I think I saw it. I don't remember it's anything not, from it. It's not that. very good. It's, nah, it's, yeah. I forgot there's like some hint of magic in there. Yeah. That's absurd. <laughs> right. A bunch of army men are killed in an, by an assortment of creatures. This is quite gruesome. Starship Troopers. Avatar. No. Mimic. Nope. Stargate. A character is stabbed in the back by a bear trap and is then pulled up. Another character oh. then stabs a zombie in the head with a tire iron multiple times with a knife. This is extremely bloody. World War Z. Stabbed in the back of uh. a bear trap. What was that weird Danny DeWine? Severed. Was that a film? Severance. Severance. I never watched that. I think I watched it as a teenager. We see a merman eating a character. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. There we go. That's the bear <laughs> trap. Yeah, because it's yeah. The, the old zombie boys throwing a bear trap at people. I win. I'm having a shite. Right, what's <laughs> the- <laughs> I can. I feel like I can do anything. I still can save face. Okay, you might... Right. Last one. Yeah. In terms of language, this film contains one scatological term, one anatomical term, four mild obscenities, name-calling, four religious exclamations. Bloody is used a lot. Bastard is used a few times. (sighs) Sounds British. Only one, yeah, only one scatological term, though. Hmm. Hmm. Because I bet they say shit loads in Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) No? See, my... Yeah, I I think this is... In terms of it, one use of the term rather than it being number one on the categories oh, list. Mm. Yeah, so, anyway. A woman hangs herself. We see her feet swinging off the ground. Mm. Yes. I don't know. I was going to say something about mm-hmm. spoiler. A, a man is held by police with a nightstick across his throat and he thrashes and struggles to get away. These are all a laugh, thrashes. aren't they? Thrashes. <laughs> oh. The Prestige. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Should have got it from oh, a woman. Of the, yeah. yeah. Final oh. one for that would have been a woman's fingers break by getting caught in some mechanism. Blood is shown, but this ends very briefly. Yeah. 
Okay. What's Not the... to break my customer's fingers. <laughs> what's the link? Uh, oh, what, what are the films again? They've all directed superhero films, the directors? Uh, sort of almost All there. Batman films? No. So, no. What, are the, what are the weed... films? I'm oh, no, it's so not Snowpiercer, Sherlock Holmes, Cabin in the Woods, and The Prestige. Oh, they've Full all got, got Avengers in them? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Lovely stuff. There we go. Well so what, Snowpiercer is Chris Evans. Yeah. What's the second film again? Was um, oh, I got it. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in no, the Woods. Hemsworth. Oh, Hemsworth's in that. Downey yeah. Jr. Downey yeah. Jr. And Sherlock. Scarlet Johansson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scarlet Joe. Mm. There you go. Very good. There's a Wolverine in there as well. He's technically <laughs> an Avenger. Yeah, and there's a Batman as well. Oh, God. Lots of superheroes in the prestige when you think about it. Yeah. PG Tips is a banger of a game. I really like it. I could see that becoming part of... Well, it is part of the regular rotation. We do it a lot. We we have kind of dried up on quiz ideas, so if you want to send some in as feedback... Yeah, we need more endless search. IGN underscore UK feedback if you think you have a hot new quiz format. If you have sent... Don't be afraid to send it again if you haven't used it, because some might have got lost. God, we get a lot. We did for a short period yeah, get a lot. Yeah, we got a lot for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. If you are the person that sent in general knowledge, which was a quiz all about generals... <laughs> Just know we appreciated it. Funny joke. Not going to do it on the show. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, right, feedback. Who's number one? Matt, I believe. Right. This is from Scott Jones. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, Scott. Hi, all, he says. Hello. Nice reply. <laughs> <laughs> After listening to the latest podcast and you talking about lager tops and diesels, I thought I'd share some of the mixes I've had in the past. Oh, can I just point out, yeah. I've been had a lot of people telling me a diesel is actually what we called a snake bite and black, mm. which is oh. lager cider and black currant. I think they're wrong. I believe that's a north-south <laughs> divide issue. That's not. What, what, did you, what did we claim that a diesel was? A diesel was, uh, for me, a yeah. shandy but with coke instead of lemonade. Oh no, that's, that's not what. a completely different beast. No, so so Scott thinks that a diesel is half a mild and half a bitter. Oh my god! So oh, that's lots of different. Tr- half a mild it and half like a bitter is like not that different to either <laughs> it of those like two things. Diesel is just whatever your town thought it was. I think diesel a weird mix. Yeah, diesel's just fucking. Gross. You know, like every town in the UK has a different word for a bread roll. Yeah, there's about fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I used to went to university in Coventry, and they called it called a bread roll a batch. It's a batch. Yeah, batch. Dale Fuck's talks good. a lot about a batch. I've heard. Uh, I can't remember where in North, but a balm cake. Balm cake. <laughs> There, cobs yep. in Nottingham, bap, roll. Lot, of, there's a lot of them. The can't think of them. None of which are a black velvet, which apparently is half Guinness and half cider. Oh god, god. no! That sounds that's... like it curdle or <laughs> ferment. I don't know which wor- which would be worse. I, at the moment, I'd rather have the diesel. Right. Oh, we, this is what we're doing. We're rating them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How would you fancy yourself a Guinness shandy, which is half Guinness, half Coke? Oh, I'd imagine full that's fat. A, that's a that very sounds, dark drink. Yeah, that sounds worse. Like also fi- oh. like fizzy, sweet Guinness. That just sounds like it wouldn't mix. It would just separate like oil and water. Yeah, you'd get. <laughs> no. It would be like a sex on the beach. Sure. <laughs> you get two slightly different dark liquids. No, that one's not for me. No, not. At I'm all. not a massive Guinness fan. In the no, first place, no, no, no. not for so me. This is called a Hulk, which we That's used to when I was at uni used to be called a pool table so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of colours isn't it oh, rat arse on a pool table <laughs> mix a bottle of Smirnoff Ice Blue WKD and Orangey Breezer Orangey two Breezer <laughs> makes, makes two, two pints. pints yeah fair play wow. we had um, uh, th- th- I'd never found out what was in it I think it was a lot of Smirnoff Ice and vodka and 
and extra vodka <laughs> and skills and they were just called skills in newcastle and that was fucking danger <laughs> like it was evil i once made because there was do you remember that dark period in time in the uk when vanilla coke wasn't freely available that was now it bullshit is i know because i love a vanilla coke so i went to great lengths to make my own which involved at uni I think we were watching University Challenge once and someone shouted the word semaphore in a really funny way uh, as one of the answers because University Challenge has its funny moments yeah it does there's some people on that and so that evening I think I made a homemade cocktail in a saucepan because I didn't have any big jugs (laughs) or anything called semaphore and it was I believe some whiskey Mm -hmm. a coke and a vanilla crusher that actually sounds quite good. Yeah, it was just basically a vanilla coke and whiskey. Crusher is a milkshake mix <laughs> yes. for those who don't know. Is that still available? They're the weird yeah, cat I think so. I remember going on a family, like, you know when two families go on holiday together and mm. one night all the kids were like, we're going to make dinner tonight. And uh, we decided that we make our, everyone milkshakes and like got all the measurements wrong on the uh, crusher and it was just like I remember syrup it, juice. At uni, I think it might have been a very similar night thinking... I didn't have any pasta and I had bolognese, but I had noodles. I'm like, surely this would just be fine, having noodles with spaghetti bolognese to make spaghetti bolognese. It just doesn't work and I don't know why. What do you mean it doesn't work? It just doesn't work right. You're weird. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> sound fine. Can you cook no. a noodle to El Dante? No. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're very exact. <laughs> Never making you a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Is that all of his things? Well, I mean, he says, keep up the good work. Oh, fair no, enough. No, no, and try. P.S. Is Jesse old enough to drink? Um... Yes. Well, not proven. Uh, he technically is, mm. but he doesn't drink. So likes a cup of tea. He loves a cup of tea, well, and he will take he likes a fruity tea. When you think yeah. about it, you're always old enough to drink because you have milk. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a piece of feedback yep. from Alistair Simpson, who says duck cunt. It's we rare that we that get for a duck a while. Cunt. Um, and I think there's a reason, because <laughs> I usually leave it off. Oh, come on, Joe. That's rude. It's just... Have a bit of fun It's for just once. a rude term. You know you've, you've forgotten how to love life. Uh, you're right, I have. I'm going to go and play in the daisies. Here we go. He says, first of all, I just want to say a quick thank you to Joe. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> well done on no. that hunt. It's fun. He says, thank you for the Finding Drago podcast recommendation. Yeah, that's fine, mate. It was an excellent listen and surprisingly uplifting. I agree. That is its best quality. I listened to it all in a few days as well, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it. I'm going to go back to it. I keep trying Again. new. I keep trying new podcasts and not liking them. I, I don't think there's a re-listen in it for me. Oh me! Just you've got. Well, we'll get on to this. Best of all, compared to the most to most investigative. Ah, investigative. I've forgotten. I to believe say the word. To most detective journalism shows, <laughs> it also had an actual resolution, even if the stakes were a bit lower than serial. Yes. Just, just a little bit. Somewhat. Um, I'm also now an acolyte of the House of Noy and own both books. Legend. I believe you've gone down a similar path, Joe. Yeah, I'm an acolyte of the House of Noy. I own both books. They were sent to me in a gold envelope with a stamp that said <laughs> House of Noy on it, and it really made me happy. Have you, have you read the books yet? I haven't. I've read the start of Finding Drago. It's hmm. very dense. There's a lot to get into. Lot to, There's lot not to... many pages, though, but a lot of chapters. Oh, yeah. And also, there's a lot of meaning. <laughs> there is a lot. I found You've it really deeply. I mean, I don't. I would send off for the books, but I'd prefer to just be handed them by a worthless. Vagrant. But this is my point: is I don't want to keep those books. I want to keep up the the yeah. idea that I'm. Can you leave them, them by a bus stop, and then I'll just pick them up, and I'll feel like I've done it the right yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we'll I'll just dress up as a worthless vagrant. Yeah. Or can you just leave me voice messages of? Swarmer recorded so oh, I can live it through your voice. I actually might do that. Yeah. I do want to read Swarmer. Um, 
this probably means nothing to a lot of people. Means nothing to a lot of people. Also, yeah, the term worthless vagrant is a quote. It's not us <laughs> attributing value <laughs> or the lack thereof. No, no, I do not think any human is worthless. I give money to shelter, and that's all I want you to know about me. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, it just says, I've just bought an NES Classic off of eBay, as the NES was my first ever console. How soon will I be? How soon will I be bitterly disappointed and realise I should have kept my wall memories separate from reality? World one three of Super Mario Bros. Three. <laughs> See, I also have an NES Classic, which I played briefly, but now a lot of the games that are on there are on the Switch Online, so I basically yeah, just play them point. on that. Um, yeah, my SNES is an ornament on my desk that has accidentally slipped right to the back, and I keep forgetting it's there. And yeah. I spent eighty pounds on it. I yeah, I think sadly. Those games are left at the back of your brain. The oh, better. Like, that was not a sentence. Snes, absolutely. Snes has some bangers. There are games on Snes that would hold up if released mm-hmm. now, but then it would cause the rest of time not to have those games, <laughs> and that would ruin everything. Yeah. But that's all I'm saying. I Super Metroid have, is a banger. Yeah, I definitely had rose tinted glasses about a lot of NES games. Oh mate, it was a shiter. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to admit at some point that everything Nes and previous shiter. <laughs> wow. I'm just. I've got to say it. Bit of pong never goes amiss. I can do, and also it's about <laughs> missing. Uh, this is from Darren Doll, which sounds like you're a lounge singer, Joe. Why are you so interesting to me? I haven't read this. Just wanted to drop you a note. Oh, this is right. I know who this is. Just wanted to drop you a note and say, although you are still saying fair play with enough frequency to get me drunk in about twenty minutes, I appreciate the fact that you've noticed it and are attempting to de- decrease your usage of the phrase, as you've noticed. I only said it twice by accident today, I hope. Uh, that was me, not him. Also enjoyed your discussion of Sekiro. Maybe you guys could update us on your progress next week. That's this week, and we're all the same guys. Oh, God, how fitting. Sekiro? I have hardly played any more, because I've had quite a busy week. Yeah, you're but, scared of it, um, mate. I'm not scared of it. I've... Weed. <laughs> you're a oh, weed. Wow. <laughs> you have to... It's a game you have to be in the right frame of mind for, oh, God, frame yes. of mind for, and a couple of times I've got home from work tired and late and been like... Turn it on for 20 minutes and realised quickly that it's not happening it's tonight. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad I've game. got past the ogre, though, so I'm, I had oh, a nice. good time being him. Did uh, you beat him with the flame vent? Or? I didn't in the end. No, no, did I? Um, We're I all just legends. Ran, I, just, flame I just ran away and then got a backstab on him, so it made it half <laughs> no. as easy. Yeah, yeah I didn't realise that stealthing mini-bosses was quite so easy. Yeah. Like, you can make them reset yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, uh, but then, I, yeah, well, well, you briefly mentioned a certain snake earlier. I mm-hmm. went down that way and then haven't gone back since. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm a fair chunk sort of in now. So I've done um, the path sort of seems to branch, mm-hmm. and you can either go and fight a boss I was talking to you about the other day, which is the guy on the horse. One, General. Of, one of the best bosses I've fought for a long time. So there's him, and then there's Lady Butterfly, which has become like this infamous, horrible thing mm-hmm. that people have spoken about all over Twitter. She, I can't do for. Toffees. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> gun. Super light. I know, right? I like it. Um, yeah, so she is like, I'm doing well though. So my old housemates used to fucking hate me because of the amount of swearing I do when I was playing Dark Souls mm-hmm. games. I now no- live with new people and I had to move to London. Uh, and <laughs> I'm keeping my... so just polite. And, yeah, we're all very genteel. Very yeah. much keeping my mouth shut in the hope that I don't get kicked out of this flat. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so I've 
swerved away from her. I found that the guy on the horse I did in first time, which I was really surprised about. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Show off. Uh, <laughs> Took me a long time, but it's enjoyably... Yeah, yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Like but I found the, the, the mid-boss, because there's a mid-boss like right after him that's like, oh... Oh great! Because that I think the one that's after him is like a samurai that's surrounded by like five riflemen on a, oh, on right. a set told, of steps. I've not hit him yet. I've, I did that boss and I stopped. It's like trying to get up a set of steps when there's five riflemen just absolutely pelting you it's with musket happened. balls. Mm. No, at this um, point I would have just picked up a bow or arrow or something and had one myself. Mm, pop yeah, mm-hmm. use some logic, mate. Come on. <laughs> but there's a, there's a fight against a bull. Have you oh, heard about this? I've seen a clip of it. It's like a matador fight, and like that took that. That's been the one where I've like it, like four nights in a trot. I've come back, and it's only a mini boss, and mm. it's just like trying to get because everybody else has moved with a certain sort of speed, and then this one is just like no, we're just putting the fast forward on like six times. Oh, oh shit! God. Yeah, like he's um, and the whole thing is is like you have to stare it down. Like you can't get around it because you're trying to obviously reduce his posture. Well, yeah. increase his posture meter. Um, and so you have to do it by letting it charge at you and deflect it at the final moment so that you can get, get like a few hits on the head. Like, boy, that took me a while. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. I, I like the sound of it as it's like great, a yeah. concept. Like it's the, the same thing like I've had with all of the Dark Souls games and you know, and Bloodborne. It is a case of like you keep hitting and then they come very, very quickly. You spend ages trying to get past something and then it's not like you get two hours of respite. It's like, no, the next thing is... But they're big puzzles to work out yeah. and I've really enjoyed kind I of like... I am determined to play it and I'm eyeing up for that Easter weekend coming up soon. Yeah. Four oh, yeah. days chilling it's a good with Sekiro. Nice. Um, actually, we can just talk about it off air because I was just going to ask you questions about the game that yeah. I haven't had answered <laughs> That's yet. That's not but... spurt for people. Have you had any crisps this week? Matt? Crisps? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new Pringles rice crisps. Oh, yeah. yeah they look quite interesting. Are they made of rice? or are, It seems like, like a, they're quite bubbly. They're like rice crackery yeah. type things. You can get a chive in Pringles as well. Well, I know you can get them in the usual ones, but the, mm. these ones that I was having, Peking mm. Duck. No they chives apparent. No. They do sound nice. Mm. Is this going to be the regular thing when I'm on now? It's yeah, just crisps. Seeing what mad crisps flavor you come up with. <laughs> Drinks. <laughs> yeah. Garage. My old swearing. We're living like 1999. Bobbins, I've found another drink. (laughs) Cheese and Jive Walkers in UK Garage, living like it's 1999. Yeah, we are actually just really sad old men. Yeah, this is is taking a dark turn, hasn't it? Right, let's brighten things up with this week's UK Garage selection. Chosen by Cardi this week. Yeah, I've gone a bit off the beaten path. I'm, so uh, I don't want to break this to people, I'm not a genuine fan of Shut UK up. Garage. I, I do appreciate the more comedic elements to it, such as your So Solid crew or your baby cakes. Big fan of baby cakes. Um, but this week I've gone with um, one that I think people will enjoy. It is Boom Selection by Genius Crew. It's time for action. We said it's time for action. Boom, boom, boom selection. From the crowd, the chemical reaction. Boom, boom, boom selection. Can you feel the satisfaction? So what's your price, Monty? I have no price. A million pounds. This is getting really... Okay, a billion. Okay, a billion pounds. Yeah, yeah, sure. For a billion pounds, I would. Cheers. I gotcha. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.